0: Hey guys, brand new, I can't even fake the energy, I'm so exhausted right no, now. No, <laughs> hey guys. I'm burning it at both ends guys, we're on tour right now, Birdie Boy World Tour this week, New Orleans, Huntsville and Montgomery, Alabama, two shows in Huntsville on Saturday, one show in Montgomery and Thursday night in, in New Orleans, I have announced the Call in Sick to Work show. Oh boy. Call in Sick to Work, If you, for those of you who don't know, Call in Sick to Work was One of my early brainchilds, when I first started getting creative in this business, and it was a show I derived out of D.C. with my friend Elliot in the morning. And the idea was I was drinking on radio, and then I was going straight back to my hotel room and doing nothing. I said, what if we drank on radio and went right to the club and did a show in the morning? And they have been hugely successful. Um, I don't think I've ever done one that hasn't sold out. No. And I have just released tickets. I am not certain that there are still tickets available. Here's the deal. I released them on my phone number first, 323-208-0844. That was the first place I released them. Then I released them on Instagram because that's where I feel like most people find me. And then I released them on Twitter. Um, I don't know if there are still tickets. We are going to be adding a live podcast event to this. Um, I am not announcing who's going to be on the show simply because I don't want to use any of my friends' names to sell tickets. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't want them to feel like I'm leveraging them to do, put on the show. Um, but suffice to say, my friends will be on the show. The live podcasts are uh, going to be fucking phenomenal. And I can say this, but Bill Burr and I are doing a live podcast together. Oh, awesome. For the first time ever, we will be doing a live podcast in the OR um, at the comedy store, St. Paddy's Day. I'm certain I will be drunk. Uh, Bill will be sober. And I'm certain it'll be an hour of Bill busting my balls, and and <laughs> it'll be fucking hilarious. So, but it's 15 comics, all the greatest comics in the world, in my opinion. Um, it was uh, it was people I wanted to work with, and I just reached out, and uh, I don't think other than like some people who are I'd like uh, I think David Spade had a TV show commitment, and he was like I wish I'd come. We start we start shooting it. We get to the office at nine though. I can't make it. But other than that, you know, it's everyone I'd want to be with. Well, why didn't you call and sick to work? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, no shit. I uh, should uh. tell him, David, it's calling. Well, I think is it, the show doesn't go on without him. Um, but yeah, so calling sick to work, go to go to my Instagram, go to my Twitter, or go to the comedy store and buy your tickets. It is next Tuesday, St. Patty's Day. The same day, my special, Hey, Big Boy Drops on Netflix. I am super proud of this special. I hope you enjoy this special. The reason I'm tired is I'm doing everything in my power to promote this special, and so I am heading off to Dynasty Typewriter to do a live dollop right now, and uh, yeah, that's it. Check out my wife's body if you can; (laughs) it looks phenomenal. That is really nice, thanks, babe. Of course, you'll hear me trash her and her body on Tom Segura's mom's house. Oh yeah, you trashed my body? No, no, but we have notes. No, we don't. I don't trash your body. You have I, notes I, on my body. No, we have notes on the, your. What are the notes on my body? You're, but no, there's no notes on your body. You uh-huh. look fucking amazing. Uh huh. You look. She really does look amazing. She's down like 13, 14 pounds. Thirteen now. pounds. Thirteen pounds. I'm up ten. That's okay. <laughs> you found ten of my thirteen. So, um, you check trash out her, me on your we mom's don't house. Trash you. We don't trash you, but it's a fucking good episode. That was a really fun episode of your mom's house. It was. I yeah, I love doing that show. You know, it's so funny. You forget how long you know these people in this business. You feel like you forget. We've been friends with them a long time. Yeah, long, long time. I mean, like, like thirteen years. Like more than pretty... that. No, I've known, known Tom more than I've known Tom more than thirteen. You've years. known Tom more than, th- but we four have been friends. Isla was oh yeah, probably a year and a
1: half old, maybe so twelve years, something like
0: that. She's um, today's episode is with one of the OGs in the game. Oh yeah. Mark Marin is Oh yeah. is podcast royalty. Yeah. He started his podcast WTF. When did he start that? I want to say probably I we talk about that a little bit. We talk about the early episodes. I obviously I'm a fan of his podcast. I've been a fan of his podcast. Him and Joe's podcast are like my two go-tos. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh and and they're very different podcasts, but they're very both equally awesome podcast it's interesting Mark said something on this podcast that's kind of changed the way I looked at things a little bit I I, I'm gonna I'm gonna misquote it you should just hear him say it but it's about the difference that people have when they go to a show of mine versus a show of his (laughs) and the way people leave a show of his I watched Mark's special and it's not heavy it's just Mark it's like Mark is I watched the special it's fucking awesome yeah Mark's special is fucking awesome but here's what's crazy of course it is He is one of the best writers in the game. Without a doubt, he's one of the best thinkers in the game. And he's one of the best orators in the game. Like, the way he handles a stage, the way he takes apart a special is so different than how I do it that I was almost glad. I I was really relieved I hadn't seen his special before I did mine because I'd be second-guessing everything I did in mine. Oh, yeah? He is so fucking talented at stand-up comedy. Yeah. That you go, thank God a guy like this Thank God we have a guy like this. Yeah, he is, and I know I don't think he's. Uh, maybe he said this or he didn't, but he is the extension of what where Kinnison and, and Hicks would have gone. Oh yeah, yeah. Him and Stanhope, guys like that are so fucking important. Look, I'm not downplaying guys like me who rip their shirts off and tell fun party stories and shit on their family, and and it's not. I don't. I don't. I don't try to get maybe as heavy as as Mark or Stanhope. Uh, we all serve a different purpose. Yeah, it's like Stephen King and David Sedaris. Yeah, They're both if, really good writers, but they serve a different purpose. His special is on the front page of Netflix right now. Do you know what that means, everybody? It means a lot of people are fucking watching it. That's great. If it's not on the front page, it's disappearing. End times fun. Mark Maron streaming right now on Netflix. If you haven't heard of WTF, I don't know. I, I don't I you, I, you maybe I've been doing this podcast thing wrong. <laughs> WTF is one of the best podcasts out there. His guests have been amazing. We talk a little bit about how he prepares for an interview, how he goes about an interview. We talk a lot about um a, we talk a lot about everything. It's a great 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 podcast. I think I one of the ones where you walk out and Holston's like that was a fucking good podcast. You're going to love the podcast. You're going to absolutely love his special end times fun. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado. Oh, he's also got a show called glow, which is one of the biggest shows on fucking Netflix also. So (laughs) by the way, he's doing very well. He's He's, doing okay. He's killing it right now. He's
1: doing all right. I mean, it's all right.
0: It's interesting because I met him. I met him probably 20 years ago and the guy he was 20 years ago is still the guy he is today, but with different agendas. I love this Mark. This Mark is awesome. By the way, the old Mark was great too. The middle mark was even better. Three quarters mark? I didn't think it would get better. Today's mark is a pretty fucking phenomenal mark. I'm really happy to call him my friend. That's nice to say. I really am. Because he says smart things and you hear smart things and he makes you think. Yeah, that's and, great. And you're going to love this special End Times Fun streaming right now on Netflix. Go in. Check it out. Tell a friend about it. Share it with a friend. Invite friends over. Open a bottle of wine, light a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, this week's broadcast, my friend, Mark Merritt.
1: This is oh, shit. who did you did you see? Are sing? you all right?
0: Yeah, I'm doing good. No cans? No. All right. Do you want a can? No,
1: I'd be all right.
0: It's a lot of diet coke, I know.
1: No, no, I mean no cans for our heads. No oh head. no, no, no,
0: no. <laughs> just go casual. Yeah, you and Rogan are the last ones
1: to do cans. I well, I mean, it's it's not something that gets outdated. But but what are but, we doing
0: it? Yeah, yeah, we're on, we're on. Do you do it? Do you do it so you know? Does it make you listen better?
1: Yeah, I mean, it makes me calibrate my voice better. Really? and also like it helps me kind of like uh especially when i'm when i'm talking on my own mm-hmm. it, it kind of it, oh when it you do it thing. yourself yeah yeah like when i do the opening or whenever whenever i'm in there by myself if i have the cans on it's like you know it's a self-feeding loop and uh yeah. and, I, and i can kind of keep my continuity better and it, it seems like i'm in the machine but i like when people wear cans because you'd be amazed at how many fucking people don't know how to calibrate their voices properly for a microphone so i try to encourage people to wear the <laughs> to, was he too loud no oh he's fucking, too soft
0: between joey and ralphie i did a podcast one time where they both fell asleep during the podcast and they would tell stories was, and then were be like both on the same shit they were on the, they were both yeah they actually were both and painkillers yeah and then and then they would just walk like had the mic in their hands and then they just not speak into it at all at certain right. points where i was like
1: so i try to get people to calibrate look my brother what do you think of this new iphone picture thing that's your brother yeah but i don't i didn't make it do that it's like now you know it'll update the picture normally like natural <laughs> like i'll say you want to update the picture yeah. and then when the phone rings all of a sudden it has got a big old mug in my
0: and then head. and then it'll change and say hey uh the number you have for Christina Pajinski. Right, that. And I go, no, that's not what I call her. And now they change it to Christina Segura. Which yeah. I go, what, well, is that a sister? No. Like, it doesn't <laughs> even sound like the right fucking person.
1: So, man, well, I can't believe you're in the same house. You're fucking huge. I,
0: man, I'm saving what money. You, I'm saving scared. for what? Don't you start how long did it take you to buy your fucking house
1: don't you fucking start You like gotta be a billionaire by now everywhere i go like Bert just sold out for a month what happened <laughs> what is he ali wong
0: No, i'm no i'm first of all those those stories always come back secondhand bigger than they ever were it's like come fishing on. tales and secondly i am not uh, you know i'm 47 years old i am not thinking that i'm gonna be here forever and i'm like fucking. no you safe. gotta get it ali wong said that to me she goes uh she goes it's not going away yeah and i was like
1: "Eh." i don't know about that but i mean yeah but i mean like yeah you got to make the money when you can make it but at some point i I would think that you could probably well we just just we
0: just bought a new house oh but we haven't moved in we're redoing it and so where's that at uh, you don't have to say by the way i almost fucking said the reason we had to buy a new house because i basically told everyone where i live yeah and so people come by Oh yeah, knock on yeah. the front door. Hey, so you're Isla, huh? She's like, Dad. Hey, it's it crazy when like the, the
1: FedEx guy'll come and be like, Oh shit, you live here? And you're like, oh. Oh, No, now you know. <laughs> well, you know, fortunately my fans are kind of like, you know, nervous, sensitive, uh, creative, aggravated weirdos. <laughs> Your fans are like, we
0: got beer. Shit. He, yeah. Dude, knock on the door. He'll let us in. He'll let us in. Dude. He'll party with
1: us. What time is it? My tour, My He's tour up.
0: bus, they'll just knock on go, dude, I want to come in and have a beer before the show. And you're like, hey, man, this is where I live. We had a girl sneak on the tour bus and drunk as shit, try to hide. And we're like- On the bus? On the bus. A stowaway?
1: Like, yeah. Christ your stowaway? <laughs> where you going to find her like a week later? What are you doing? How old are you? Where do your parents live? Shit, I guess she's part of the team now. <laughs> you're with, with us now here's your new name
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's, i'm obsessed with the fucking cans idea now because i go you're such a good interviewer is it because you listen to people
1: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm very intent like when if i get out of the group for a second i hate myself really but yeah because i'm locked in i got to stay locked in and like again sometimes like you know text will come i'll be like oh god damn and then like right if i miss a, a beat i'm like what, where 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 are we you're What's so ha- you're so
0: good at that at, at taking little things people say and breaking it off and making it into
1: a bigger conversation right well that's what i'm looking for so we can have the conversation do you know what i mean like where's the conversation if you don't do that yeah but you're you can't also depend in, on everybody to. oh i can no i know you do but i without, just go i just go like we I just know go, you
0: yeah i go hey i hope I hope this work goes out well i don't i don't listen very well and yeah. i'm not as intelligent you and rogan both are very intelligent people mm. so you will say things you'll go oh it's like i read that book and i go yeah. oh you're never getting that out of my podcast no
1: but i mean i think i'm like i i try is, is that a real gun
0: uh no it's a pellet gun
1: but uh not i mean not that i'm gonna judge you but uh i tried to i just try to figure out where we're going you know because i don't know i'm not looking for something specific when i'm talking to somebody you know like like today i talked to uh, mike campbell he's a guitar player from tom petty and the heartbreakers oh oh okay and you know it's like i'm a guitar player so where am i gonna go with that guy you know like Mm. i don't really know him it's not it's not like he's not like keith richards we don't all know him for being a thing yeah but you know he made some of the greatest music ever 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 right yeah so you don't know how it feels one of my favorite songs in the world so I just got into the guitar thing with him. So I don't know where that's going to go. And yeah. I'm hoping they'll pick it up and start talking and get into something interesting. Who else did I interview today? Byron Bowers. Byron Bowers? Yeah. Dude, he is
0: fucking, uh, he's someone I discovered randomly at the store and was like, I, I like his style.
1: You have you interviewed him? No, I haven't. Trippy dude. Yeah, dude had a really rough life. I, yeah, I mean, it sounded rough, but he was all. he's also into this brain thing where he's like, you know, he's kind of, his mind's kind of blown in a good way. What do you mean? Well, I mean like, you know, he comes from what he comes from and now he's got a certain kind of uh, looking back understanding of his old man's crack addiction and his old man's mental illness and he's done some hallucinogenics. So now he's got this understanding that's relatively new for him. So he kind of talks in this language of like, hey, it's all kind of, you know, it all makes sense, man.
0: Which was was like, by the way, see, this is what's wrong with my podcast because then I say stuff like, which was unheard of when I was a kid, black guys didn't do hallucinogenics. Mm. Like, did, no black guy ever did acid. No black guy ever did mushroom. He said that. He said, "Oh, like, thank you know, God." See, I just thought I was racist. <laughs> no, no, he said
1: that black people don't know about LSD because, but they're gonna. But uh, <laughs> no, I think that, like, I, maybe in the sixties, obviously Hendrix, who was black, yeah, did his share, and certainly was a a, a fair a big advertiser of LSD. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he made it popular. So uh, there's a bro- there's a there's a precedent for black people doing acid. One of the most important black (laughs) acid takers who happened to be a genius guitar player and uh, he kind of invented tripping in a way. Yeah. He was part of the beginning of it. But I think, yeah, as a cultural thing that uh, you don't hear about that much about uh, black acid.
0: Do you consider acid and mushrooms sober?
1: No. No? No, No, they're drugs. Some people consider it sober. (laughs) Well, yeah, those people are like, I'm just going to do a tune-up. You know, like once or twice a year, just clean the pipes i don't do that no i mean i'd like to but i don't know how much i really enjoyed it when i was younger i don't know that i had a lot of successful uh acid or mushroom trips there's only no. a couple that i had a good time on because i was young i was in college uh, maybe after college a little once or twice but i was panicky and uh nervous i never went in thinking like here we go i always went in thinking like oh fuck you know so thank you it's a-
0: <laughs> i've never once taken drugs and been like all right bring it yeah here we i've always go. been like let's hope it doesn't hurt <laughs>
1: i'm gonna be okay right
0: oh no hey do we do we have an out for this if yeah, this yeah. doesn't work well yeah yeah, yeah. you guys are gonna hang out right <laughs> we took acid once and my buddy goes oh shit i just lost my wallet and i was like Oh
1: fuck. oh no oh god yeah no i had one or two great uh Great trips. I get the thing, you know. I get, I get the idea of it rejiggering the thing, your brain. I mean, I understand the logic of that. I don't think it's really new thinking. Yeah, you know, there's no new way to do it. uh And I know microdosing is popular, and that's probably works for some people. But for me, like, you know, if I'm, it's I'm gonna get high, yeah. and you know, then part of my brain's gonna be like, why don't we stay like this always? <laughs> I mean, that's really the problem with it.
0: We're having a good time, right? Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> what, can we do this again tomorrow?
0: How about next week? See, that's where I can't get my head around is like I feel phenomenal when I don't drink. Like Mm -hmm. I feel phenomenal. Yeah. But it's that, it's that borrow from tomorrow feeling when you feel phenomenal, it's been a couple days, been three days, then everyone gets around and you have your first glass of wine and it kicks in and you're over by the grill, you're like, now this is what I was talking about. Who thought phenomenal was the other day in the morning? Yeah. yeah.
1: Now I'm right. I'm just right. Now I'm yeah, there Mm -hmm. we go. For an hour. And then the next morning you wake up, and you're like, "Am I for gonna be? The am
0: hour. I gonna be the guy that dies on the toilet like Elvis
1: from booze? Yeah, just a no, stroke. No, you're just gonna die. You know, fat and sad, and probably alone. <laughs> just clip that out, oh, put that on yeah. YouTube. It's <laughs>
0: exactly what i was gonna be. <laughs> so I want to talk to you about this hour. I'm, I just finished my hour. Wait, let me ask you Shoot. something though before we get into that let's talk yeah. about the booze some more so well you got ways, i'm an open book right now like, are you or an open wound you might say. why what's going on um i had a rough i went back on tour last week and i pushed it i i i get recalibrated after sober october and i'm really good at like managing working out the next day and partying and not going too hard and then and, it, and by the way it's connected to my mental health it's almost like being really adapted. the drinking no but is connected i know right to your mental health i say sometimes i think wow this is
1: an amazing <laughs> breakthrough drinking has an impact on one's sense of self and mental health my anxiety is so tied to it it's <laughs> really? ridiculous
0: that's insane but it's like it's like almost like like riding the levels of of like of like a of like a dam of going like we got to let out some water we gotta mm. okay we got to push it back up and then and then this past weekend it just got away from me like it was like it was like blackout uh gray out wow yeah like like a like a strangers in the hotel room no woke up on the bus and i said when do we leave and they said we're there and i said we drove last night yeah and they were like are you being serious and i was like i'm being dead serious wait Uh,
1: that's when you go like no
0: (laughs) (laughs) if it's gonna be scary to me it's gonna be scary to everyone okay (laughs) and i was like shut up and they're like wait you don't remember driving and i was like no but Hold on, did I? And then, then the next thing I go to and I I You're think You're driving get this. the bus? No, oh. no. And I go, "Did I eat last night?" cuz I was on a diet and they're like, "Oh god, you ate." Oh no, they're dude. They're like, "You took all the sides from the meal before the night before and it combined them into a stew and then put hot sauce I was like,
1: "Motherfucker." That's like something you, like you dare a kid to do. Like, you know, like you you know, like we we mixed all that up. Oh. And uh, so And then and then
0: pull an all-nighter get on the flight home fly home drink on the plane come home and then try to explain to her that you don't feel well yeah like i think i got my head that bugger i I was like i was just being short and then that night go to sleep get like legit the gross sweats where it smells like piss (laughs) and you're like and you're like god damn it go to hot spin and then the person next to me i didn't drink in 24 hours person next to me is like what do you what did you drink last night? And I was like, it's still coming out of me. Oh, you broke And then your, but then you I didn't broke drink. Liver. Didn't drink. And now I'm fine. I feel great. I feel actually superhuman. I'm getting on a red eye tonight. And I'm like Tonight? Err. And I'm like To where, Florida? To Boston. And I'm like Wilbur? Uh Chevalier. I don't know what that it's is. It's the it's the one out. It's in Medford. Oh, it's big. It's a little bigger, yeah, yeah. But and so I'm like, all right, how do I how do i regulate now i know what you're gonna say i know guys like you say you seem like you're having so much
1: of a difficult time regulating when it's so much easier just to say no i guess but like you know you got a problem you know you've got the stanhope problem like your image and everything about you is tied into this shit so you you kind of i mean i mean it
0: definitely is and i think people expect it of me but i don't drink when i'm on stage i don't Show up drunk. No, I know. I drink really? after the shows, right? And, and I, sometimes no one even sees me drink, right? I and I don't so. talk about All being right. hammered on stage, so it's like uh, it is. It right. is. All it right, is so a weird brand, right? That I'm attached to, but is not really. It's not like they're not getting a payout from it. Like Doug Benson does his shows high, you know. I think he does everything high. Yeah.
1: So like, <laughs> I don't think Doug Benson. I do
0: this podcast sober. I do my stand up sober. I do like I do everything sober, but they know I but like. You to get drink. the good
1: stories though i get good stories when you're fucked up yeah but i could yeah. just
0: i mean mm. i don't know
1: no no i mean look i'm not gonna what, what am i gonna say about it it's like eventually you you know you get worn out you know it's like you know whether you're an alcoholic or not that's you know up to you to decide but the truth is the one thing you're feeling is you're 47 and you can't fucking do it as much I'm as just, you used to i just don't want to be tired like I, I want a good night's sleep every now and then
0: <laughs> <laughs> sounds horrible to say no, then do it yeah yeah but it's it's hard to get off stage and like i saw you guys I, I, I watch you guys and i watch you and dean like go out and go guitar um, shopping yeah, or go yeah, eat yeah. pizzas yeah yeah and i'm just like i don't even know what meal you had you posted on your instagram the other day it was it was a
1: meal of some sort oh, but it beautiful so fucking good at that uh the, the the honey paw in portland maine what was it i'm
0: in the- portland maine sunday
1: yeah wait what's it called honey paw and what what did you have that looks so good what the you mean the the asian looking food right yeah uh, yeah did I bring i'll up show food? it to you yeah they, well there's three restaurants the same people own right next to each other there's a honey paw the uh the uh, uh, uh ever ever even Tide oyster company and hugo's now the the honey paw in portland is this amazing asian style thing we had um we had a, a braised cabbage. We had a yellowtail crudo. Thing. What's this thing? Oh, that's different. <laughs> that's, so, is that hummus? That's that's. You, you've been to the Comedy Cellar, right?
0: Oh no, Mark! You're telling me I looked at the
1: the place next door to the Comedy Cellar. No, they have a place out on the island. That's Malmoons on the island. Oh, for real? Uh, yeah. So we were in Huntington, <laughs> and we went to Malmoons because they have the best fucking. The way, shawarma. That looked so good. Well, no, and wait, go where was further. this pizza from? That's New Haven.
0: Okay, okay, hold no, on. Only, where's the, where's the honey paw? I don't see the honey paw in here. see,
1: keep going. It's purple. Cabbage, you know, it's, it looks Asian, it's very colorful. No? Right here. Right, look at all those pictures. So you go that's, you know, the first that's braised cabbage and that's a yellowtail crudo and then there's a fat rice noodle with duck and then there's the the Japanese pickle and then the last one is a fucking brown butter lobster roll. Now, here's what happens. So the guy
0: I feel like I'm Ben Affleck. Just going, I know I can't drink. Let's see how much I can eat this weekend. Yeah,
1: do it. So <laughs> what, what I'm telling you is the guy who they, the same kitchen for all three oh. restaurants. So I wanted to go to the ever even Tide oyster company, but the guy we were sitting at the, at the honey pod, cause it looks so good. Eating, yeah. And he comes in and introduces himself. And I'm like, so you're all it's all the same kitchen. Go, can I get one of those lobster rolls? Because all he's wanted is a lobster roll. So they make that they do it differently. They it somehow they add brown butter to the lobster and they serve it on a yet you like bow, you know that it's a bow bun, dude. Bao buns are better than any fucking dude. Bun it's a lobster roll on a bow bun. That's that's even tied oyster company.
0: All right. I've got everything, I've got all the info I have for this weekend. I cannot fucking wait
1: yeah and uh there's another uh, great seafood joint scales we went to so do you, do you do you
0: wake up and go what's good yes. and get an
1: uber and go there for sure really yeah oh there's a great uh uh breakfast uh, biscuit place too
0: so wait what's a weekend on the road with you look like because <laughs> no, okay. mine is like wake up on the bus it's 1 what's close fuck it
1: we'll get no wings. Fuck no man when me and dean go out you know because neither one of us drink yeah and you know he's got some issues with food in terms of uh you know uh sugar and shit yeah so we'll. i'll i'll try to find the best places we can fucking eat and you know we build our whole goddamn trip around it
0: (laughs) really yeah
1: man like um what time do you get up i get up early because i'm yeah he doesn't
0: so you get Um, up at like like seven or eight seven or eight and you get up you have a
1: coffee i yeah i generally have tea and I've coffee later. I'm okay. not back on coffee. I got okay. off coffee. No, no, no. I can agree with that because coffee
0: too early in the morning uh, it blows my load for the day. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. get to
1: use it. Yeah, I wasn't drinking any coffee, but I'm back on it because when we're on the road now, especially on the East Coast, I was really looking forward to this one, this trip. Yeah. Because uh, me and Dean, it's like it's almost like the the gigs are great, but like we, it's almost like being on vacation too, you know? Because we get we like a lot of the same shit. That's so interesting because Dean had to pitch himself to you
0: for a long time i remember listening to well, dean, he was annoying back but, then yeah but i remember least but no i remember listening to that dean first that yeah. dean wtf yeah and it was so good yeah and i went like it was almost like listening to you guys become friends i know and you were like you know it's so amazing i thought yeah, you were so yeah. annoying before <laughs> yeah. and then so now to see you guys out on the road i keep hey. seeing it and I, and I think of that
1: first wtf with yeah. you two yeah he talks about that too well he was just weird and annoying at first he's like hey man why do not you have me on i'm like yeah. He's just he's a weird guy that gets off his motorcycle at the comedy store. He's like, I've done 304 sets. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking. Like he had, he was just odd. Yeah. But no, because like I learned a lot about music from him and he's like, he's a gearhead and a lot of the things that like, I don't, I'm not a nerd guy or a gearhead guy or a dude, dude like that. So like, I don't know about boots and pants and jackets. So what kind of guy
0: are you then? Cause you are, I don't see you as a nerd guy. I don't see you as a gearhead guy. And I don't see you as a bro no i'm not like, what are you just like thoughtful?
1: uh huh just thoughtful i'm thoughtful and angry angry thoughtful guy <laughs> like you know look dude man i can i can hit a ball i can grill a fucking steak yeah you know what i mean i don't drink no more but yeah. i can you know I, I i you know i don't uh i just from i'm practical is my problem mm-hmm. like i'm definitely not a bro because like i i don't know how to get excited about that kind of shit like they the bros get excited about things to sort of you know uh compensate for the feelings that they're afraid of you understand wait no i don't but so explain it to me i mean like come on man you know could be hiding like i'm sad you you know what i mean so (laughs) i'd rather i'd rather be sad and then like fuck you then like yeah let's do it you understand i see
0: (laughs) i see so our bros glass half full and you're a glass half empty guy (laughs) no i
1: mean i'm sort of like the glass is the glass you know what i mean like (laughs) (laughs) this is what we got
0: it's a glass,
1: guys. Uh, yeah. Why do we give a fuck? <laughs>
0: it's gonna be gone just like us when the coronavirus. Stay <laughs> in the
1: present. But I think uh, I don't know. I think the 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 real answer to that is I've always been sort of my my own thing. Like I don't like I don't have a lot of close friends. I don't socialize a lot. I'm kind of an anxious, aggravated person. Uh, I spend a lot of time not alone in a weird way. But I play guitar, I read things, I you know listen to music. You know I'm always working. But I think growing up, I was always the guy who could move through all the clicks? Mm-hmm. like i you know i could make the jocks laugh i could hang out with the freaks you know i could hang out with whoever you know i kind of and i was funny enough to kind of move through all of them but i didn't have a tight crew like in in high school you know, I hung out with dudes who drank you know i used to we used to drive around get someone to buy us booze get fucked up listen to loud music more of a rock guy probably yeah, yeah. but i don't know like i always i wondered about that myself because i just got a traeger grill you know oh yeah yeah but but like i i was just half looking at grills you know and then like uh i was asking people on my podcast what should i get and then it, it, i got an email from a guy at traeger and he said we'll set you up and i'm like that sounds like a good one the free one
0: oh traeger's <laughs> one of the best grills out there one of the best grills out there you without like a doubt oh yeah i ha- uh i don't have a tr- we don't have a traeger here we're putting you a fancy one i have a couple of fancy in. ones yeah oh. it's a stupid one i was an idiot i I, I i do because it's thing. gas no because no that's i one of the gas grill i also have a smoker and i have a big green egg
1: but i heard oh see what about that green egg
0: it's just it's that is a my dad said to me my dad's like you yeah not a bro not a just a guy that cruised through life on his own and kind of i think as he lost his dad at a young age but my dad's like look there's two types of idiots there's types of idiots that love to Put on the grill, turn on the game, have a beer, light a yeah. cigar, walk back and forth around their house, and yeah. brag that they're grilling. And there's guys that just like to fucking eat. Now I just like to fucking eat. If you're one of those first idiots, get a big green egg. And I actually said, Dad, that's the exact kind of idiot I am. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? You should have said that, be, that I'd be in a speedo the entire time, <laughs> like those. I, and so that's the big green egg is it is a mission. It is like we're cooking. It's a great for a, like a Boston butt or like a. I almost like,
1: bought it because I saw. That like once you get the hang of how to work those holes. Yeah. You know that it seems like a thing.
0: It's fun to mess with and then to set and go, all right, we're good. And then come back and go, damn, still the same temp. Oh, shit. And it's like, it's, oh, it's a lot of fun. I was,
1: that was the, the one I was going to buy. But then I was sort of like, but I kind of like, I want to make sure, because I don't know if I'm going to be the guy that's going to get that obsessed. And I would like to have a grill where I'm just sort of like, I just want to get in the habit of throwing things on it yeah. to eat right now.
0: That's the that that's the gas grill, and Traeger's a great, great grill. Then we got a smoker. We take a smoker on the road with us, and so we have one in the tour bus, and we'll pull it out, and we'll smoke ribs or brisket. With real wood? Uh, No, pellet wood. That's that and one.
1: The Traeger's pellets, too. Yeah. Do you think
0: the Traeger's a good smoker? Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's all Rogan uses is Traeger.
1: Now, I know that. The guy who came to give me mine says, I brought one to Rogan. I'm like, all right, I'm not quite. It's so funny, man. Because, <laughs> like, um... <laughs> yeah you know, i i was i was taking some steroids from my back you know really well you know because i had uh, oh, not we well, were no, like not, not workouts, growth no no like, no Yeah. no because i had pain yeah like the you know uh i hurt my back yeah. and sometimes they give you steroids for inflammation and uh it was so funny because i was kind of i was getting cranky and i didn't know what it was and i think it was that but like i track i you know like i was taking those and i got a traeger and my producer texts me he's like you're on steroids and you got a traeger you turned into joe <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he's
0: i guess i would love to do what he does he goes to the doctor and gets his levels monitored yeah i don't think he's a roid guy no i think he's i would i would love to do i would love to do that because i can feel it in my old age Monitor. my body not just bouncing back like bouncing back but like bouncing back but look but joe's
1: like you know really pushing it i mean what you're in a different way than you he pushes
0: it really hard he's yeah he's he's an aggressive athlete i just like to get on by the way my wife's trainer told me the only reason i like getting on the treadmill and running or going to spin class is because i'm fucking crazy like it shuts his brain down that's why those
1: people do that i know i gotta get back up the hill like i I took four days off mid-roll reads Mid-roll reads. What are they? These are mid-roll reads.
0: <laughs> this episode of the cast is brought to you by Blue Apron. I absolutely love Blue Apron. Options are everything, especially when it comes to food. With more weekly recipes than ever, Blue Apron makes it easy to eat well. This is why I love Blue Apron. You don't know this yet, but you're going to find this out next week. Me and Tom Segura are going vegetarian. And Blue Apron offers a wide variety of recipes that fit your lifestyle from health conscious options with the new Blue Apron premium meals that feature exceptional ingredients and advanced techniques. Create a plan that works for you with Blue Apron's ever-changing mix of premium, plant-forward, vegetarian, carb-conscious, Mediterranean, diabetes-friendly, WW-approved, and 500-calorie-or-less options. Here's the deal. It is super inexpensive for you to feed your entire family with a chef design, ready to cook meal, perfectly portioned ingredients and lots of flavorful options, all sent directly to your door with prices starting as low as $7 and 49 cents per person. They're super flexible too, too. You got a busy week. Are you traveling? Skip weeks or cancel at any time. Let blue apron take care of meal planning so you can enjoy everything else. Over half of their signature menu is stacked with ready-to-cook meals designed for balanced eating. All meals are super super easy to prepare. Literally, I've never had a meal that hasn't taken more than 40 minutes, and some I've done in low as 20 minutes. In addition to 11 weekly recipes that range from grain bowls, salads, pastas, comfort food, Blue Apron now offers a weekly premium recipe that makes any night a special night. You get prime protein options and interesting dishes that may use techniques that you haven't tried before and then become techniques that you use all the time. You often learn something new while cooking with Blue Apron. And I will say this, without a doubt, a family that eats together is closer and my family is closer because of Blue Apron. Even when we don't eat a Blue Apron, our family gets together and has dinner, and that is because of Blue Apron. We weren't doing that until we started making Blue Aprons and it has allowed my daughters to expand their palate And things they would have never tried, they will try if it's on Blue Apron. Cooking doesn't have to be a hassle. Blue Apron gives you options and makes it easy, taking the guesswork out of dinner so you can enjoy a home-cooked meal. Check out this week's menu and get $60 off when you visit blueapron.com slash BurtCast. That's blueapron.com slash BurtCast. Blue Apron, feed your soul. This podcast is brought to you by Whoop. We're all trying to figure out different ways to be healthier. Good God, that is going on so hardcore in my house right now. Leanne is down, I think, 13 or 14 pounds, and I am up 10 pounds. She's saying, it's you got to go to the gym. You got to be smarter about nutrition. But I often tell her, and I've learned this through my experience through Sober October, that sleep is overlooked as a crucial part of what makes us all perform to our best every day. I am exhausted today. I barely got any sleep last night. So much, in fact, So little sleep, in fact, that I was afraid to look at my Whoop. Tomorrow's best work is done by night. And our sponsor, Whoop, is a fitness tracker that provides next-level insights so users can be smarter about sleep and optimize their performance. Through its 24-7 physiological data collection and industry-leading accuracy, Whoop provides those key personalized insights and deep analytics that will actually let you know how much sleep you need how recovered your body is to take on each day, and how much strain you put on your body from everything you do in and out of training. I'm telling you when I say sleep is so valuable. And if you don't know how you're sleeping, if you're getting an inaccurate reading how you're sleeping, you're not getting any help with your sleep. Whoop's readings are so accurate. If you're looking to be smarter about sleep recovery and training so you can be at your best, then you have to get a Whoop. For my listeners, Whoop is offering 15% off when you use the code Bert at checkout. Go to whoop.com That's W-H-O-O-P dot com and use the code Bert at checkout to save 15% off your order. Unlock your best self today. I am unlocking my best self tomorrow and I am going to bed right after this and I am charging my whoop currently and I will let you know what my reading is on Instagram tomorrow. But
1: like, oh, so but getting back to, uh, to Dino and I is that so oh, yeah. the, the question is that yeah i plan like w- like i bought a guitar on the road this last time we, yeah and like you know we just we when we're in the car you know we'll listen to certain music we like the certain music he knows a lot more about music and about instruments and shit and i like that shit so it's always a uh good conversation around that stuff yeah you know i like stuff that he doesn't know about um and he'll explain shit to me because like he's you know i get you know i'm crazy compulsive guy but he knows everything about uh motorcycles uh cars watches guitars amps jeans boots you know that's his life by the way those are all really cool
0: things to know about
1: right but no one knows him like him and and he you like he knows the shit uh because he used to be into it like and you don't the thing you don't know about dean outside of being a great comic is that like he's always hustling shit rock t-shirts he's a big rock t-shirt guy right now really? he's been to every concert in the world yeah and he he used to like buy and sell uh guitars and amps so he knows all that shit and he played too so we always have a pretty good time yeah i end up buying you know guitars and jackets and stuff when yeah. i'm with him what about would you be a rider ride a motorcycle no, I, uh, my dad was an orthopedic surgeon when I was a kid before he was a a broke-ass, sad man. Um, but uh, so he, he did that thing where he like, you want to ride a motorcycle? Come with me to the hospital. I want to show you a guy that, uh, you know, so he brought me a, he, it was a scared straight situation.
0: My dad did that with lawsuits. Mm. Oh, really? Doberman? Think that's a good-looking dog? Take a look. Literally, take a look at this picture that got attacked by a Doberman. we suing them. And I was like, "Fuck!" Uh, yeah, my dad was. Oh, really? Oh, you think fireworks are a good idea? Take a look at this lawsuit. And you're like, "Jesus oh, really? Christ!" Oh, yeah, my dad. My dad operates out of out of fear. Yeah,
1: I He's, had a mini bike. Oh, really? Yeah, when you were a kid. Yeah. In New Mexico. Yeah, and he and he also he had a motorcycle, but it was only for dirt, like a little Suzuki 90. Seems like it would be fun. Yeah, I was never that. I was always a little nervous about it. I could ride the mini bike around, but he was—they were—you know—he got—he had these things, but he wouldn't let us do much with them. Uh, I'm not that big of a daredevil, you know what I mean? So when you play the guitar, I play the guitar, but I feel like maybe
0: I'm lost because when you play the guitar, I notice that first of all, you're good, but like when you sit down to play the guitar, do do you write your own music? Do you play other songs that you like playing? I
1: improvise. I wish I'd done more of that. Like there are guys who like, learned how to play by learning other people's leads and that's stuff. How, I,
0: that's how I learned how to play. By I'd learn a song from someone else, yeah, and I can only play other songs. I couldn't do
1: my own thing. No, see, like I learned the scales and then I learned the riffs, so I can play along leads and stuff. But I'm not great at like knowing chords and stuff. I need to do that more. Really, but I just jam like you know i can yeah basic shit basic rock basic country some stone shit i can definitely you know get the hang of it but i was always just you know playing leads and licks and learning leads and licks like jimmy vivino when i used to do conan he'd show me new licks and then eventually he lets me play with him sometimes
0: uh, you, i think you played when i was on on oh was i me you and dean were on and oh you played. that's
1: right and he let that was the one time he let me play but if he's got a combo thing out in the valley he'll oh, let me come real? sit in for a couple of songs yeah well that's it's cool. great I, I played with Slash at a thing. That was pretty wild. I drank with Slash. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's an interesting guy. He just see gotten... which is
0: more creative. Do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I have a really great Slash story. Yeah. So I don't. I don't. Know.
1: I other than I played guitar with him. I have a great
0: Slash story that involves Patrice O'Neill and a girl with uh with um uh what's it called cerebral palsy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 I I I always feel like if I you've told that I assume I'm sure it's not worth it It, by the way in today's culture it's a tad bit cruel oh really (laughs) well yeah so you you had no no patrice story ever comes out (laughs) past woke culture where you can defend it
1: you had to shelve that story
0: uh yeah yeah it's one of the ones where i put it in my book and i was like i'll leave it there um so back to your hour i want to talk to you about hold on one sec what's the matter sorry buddy
1: um I guess I need to record something, um hmm. what do you need to record? Don't know, I must have fucked something up I'm not gonna be home. I mean, I, it shouldn't be a problem.
0: I'll get you out of here in within thirty. I know your your podcast you don't like to go much over an hour, so I'll keep you in that in and that. what do you do usually? I do anywhere from like anywhere from an hour to two hours. Well, I don't to want over... to let
1: down every like I feel. Like, I kind of wonder about this. Like, lately, I've been wondering. Because just like you said. I have, you know, notes. What ka- I have notes. If we're talking about WTF, I have notes. Keep coming. About, like you said, like, what kind of dude am I? And I think sometimes I'm misunderstood. You I know, think like, you're definitely misunderstood. Because, like, y- you know, I don't know how people categorize me. But, like, you know, I know, look. I know your audience. Like, when when you sell out. Like, I, I go down to Florida. You know, I was at the Hard Rock, mm-hmm. you know, in Orlando. And I sold like 900, nine hundred nine thousand tickets. Nine hundred to a thousand tickets. Place seats, what, 12, twelve, fourteen? You're doing two show two shows there. And I think to myself, well, certainly Bert's gonna have more people down here than I am. Yeah, I grew like, up there. Right. And I'm not, you know, but in general, I know like I'm not drawn, we don't have a lot of crossover. Cause we uh, there's a sense there's a sense that yeah. we're a different type of guy.
0: I can imagine that. But right. I would imagine I would imagine I would imagine a lot of my fans listen to WTF. Yeah. But would not go see you live based on w- what their taste in stand-up is yeah right yeah, exactly
1: yeah. and the same with joe you know joe's got his dudes and i'm not one of those dudes but then i realized like what kind of what kind of dude am i really but i'm not like i'm not some puss no not you at all. <laughs> you know what i mean it's like and i'm not like i'm I'm the real deal you're a gr- fantastic yeah. comedian so like you know i it's it's fine with me but i i don't really quite understand like this special and even my last special look i understand like you, you know with joe maybe his crew politically there might be some differences or you know or 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 they have a problem with me philosophically or maybe i don't like uh i condescend a bit to uh, like ufc and shit and i don't know about that stuff and i yeah. can't talk sports and you know i don't want to fucking do hallucinogenics but i have yeah you know but I, I don't always know like, you know, where the you know, why everyone's got these separate camps, but I feel like they are. I mean, you got Joe guys, but I don't I don't know. I think I have a few Joe guys, but they're not they're more like guys who are like I listen to Joe sometimes.
0: I think I think Joe guys are a much broader uh spectrum. Clearly. And I think and I but I think you and Joe have a lot more in common than not. For instance, um Joe doesn't know much about sports. He knows about UFC. Yeah but that's it. You can't yeah you can't talk to him about basketball i would i would argue (laughs) joe couldn't name one professional basketball player i would actually probably put money on it yeah because you'll say stuff to him like i remember one time i was like hey man i got warren Sapp is a good i'm is a friend Ah. he should be on the podcast he's like i don't know who that is Ah. and he's like one of the more famous football players and worked for nfl network or espn at the time Ah. but i but i do i would agree that you are misunderstood and i think that goes to like I wonder where that goes to because you're insightful, thoughtful. The people you have on your your interviews are fucking amazing.
1: Most, of, I think, most of it comes from this idea of where I am politically. And I, I th- you know, I think I, you and Joe are more similar yeah, politically yeah. than than apart. No, for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know who it is or what it happens, but it's usually right wingy guys that, the, that 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 ruin the party for people who want to like me from that ilk of person
0: that's interesting because yeah. you know those it's funny that I, I went on a pod i went on a podcast with a guy i wish i knew his name very insightful dude and he was like uh it was in new york and uh-huh. it was out of like i want to say out of npr and, or something like that yeah and um on a campus in brooklyn and he was like uh he was like so you, you're like uh, alt all right and i was like no what and that's what i and i was like what the fuck and he's like well you watch uh these these fight videos online of the antifa versus alt-right and i went oh yeah of course yeah and he's like and i you're cheering for the alt-right guys and i was like well no i'm cheering for the guy in the and then i'm sitting there going what am i representing like and and then i i kind of this is why we stopped doing this one podcast i had called open tabs because i was like wait how am i representing my? i didn't even know how i was representing myself people people i knew how people were perceiving it and they were perceiving it that i was all right uh, and then i came out saying i'm definitely not all right and then the alt-right attacked me and and came after me and i was what? like yeah and there was a point where at one point in my podcast all i re- read in the comments were state your fucking politics and i was like oh i'm done with this we stopped doing that podcast altogether i, st- I was like yeah, because like you're you're a comedian i'm a comedian and by the way probably one of the more liberal people you'll ever meet in this of course, country of course but just based on the fact of where i live who i interact with how i see the world how you get associated
1: way? with that see that's the fucking thing is Same. like once once it gets out there you have no control over how you're going to be used no not at all and how you're going to be represented like one of joe's freaks did some stupid documentary about the the failure you know how i you know how uh, this is like one of those weird documentaries about how you know I you know I I lost all of my listeners because I started oh, talking about Trump. Oh,
0: I know. I almost know exactly who this did is. to. This he does documentaries yeah. like um now the tale of the worm Jim Norton. Something and, like whatever. And, and it's it just was it, it an anti Jim? Yeah, anti Jim. So it's just a huge yeah. anti. I'm certain I'll probably get one now, but like a huge anti-gym campaign. Yeah, but
1: that's how propaganda works now, whatever his intentions are. However, you you know, the current political climate has sort of activated these, you know, miserable, angry fuckers who are alone in their homes and, you know, generally pissed off about their lot in life, but are incredibly adept at uh, at technology. (laughs) Incredibly adept. You know, like, you know, they have a lot of power to take you and do whatever they want to with, you know, what you put out in the world. And it's a little scary, you know, and and some of them are right-wingy and some of them, you know, they just like starting shit. But a lot of them have been turned out by the right wing. So, and I don't know how many of them have infiltrated, you know, the Joe base or your base or anyone's base. Who knows? But I I just, I, and also I have no real, like I know, I just know that I'm not a jock. But yeah, but here's what's crazy is
0: I listen to your podcast. I listen to all of them. Sure. You're not, by any stretch of the means, are you, political on your podcast your nope. po- your interview i'm
1: a little nervous about authoritarianism happening yeah and, and you'll say and intelligent. i don't like
0: trump you'll say intelligent things yeah but you're not you're not rolling
1: into a a I'm, fucking i'm not doing commentary but i definitely am anti-trump yeah so like and, and for me I, I don't have any problem with that because i i believe that i've been doing a bit about it you know it's yeah. actually on my special where it's just sort of like I I basically say that you know he's really one of the shittiest people that's ever done anything and and I believe all even people who like him know that yeah. they know that in their heart that mm-hmm. he's shitty yeah. but they're kind of shitty and they're excited about being able to be proud to be shitty so <laughs> yeah. but 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 I have this litmus <laughs> test about you know like the way to tell is like let's say Trump is who he is but we no one knows who he is he's got a different job and he's working at a used car lot. Okay. And you're on the lot and you're looking at cars. You're looking, walking around, looking at the prices on the windshields. And out of the trailer where the sales guy is, out walks Trump. Any human being, when they looked at him, would have the same experience, which would be like, oh, I'm not going to deal with that guy. There's, there's isn't there any, there's no other salesman here? Like it, it's, it's, that's what anyone would feel in that moment. There's guy, isn't there someone else on the lot?
0: If Trump walked up as your waiter, you'd be like, "Oh, oh I uh, can't I'm sorry where where's my
1: <laughs> but like, so like i I definitely have that, you know, and then so Why well,
0: can't but here's my question, why can't so someone who's all right laugh at that, I think it's fucking hilarious,
1: you would think so, but what they do is they lump you because we're into this team sports thing yeah. is that you know once you they represent you as a liberal, then you're the the you know the you're the other team you you are you know you represent this. You know this horrendous. They they've characterized liberalism in this very weird way, and anybody who's anti-Trump somehow falls into this kind of like, you know, whatever it is that they think it is. Yeah, and then you're you're part of the enemy. So, so that's the problem. Is those guys? Yeah. Well,
0: I, well, I'll play devil's advocate. The left has them too. Sure. The I'm left, not saying the that. left is what. What frustrates me about the left is I go. Sometimes I feel like it's people that aren't creative enough to come up with content just post shit about Trump. And I'm like, you're you're just, you're proving, everyone's isolating everyone more to where a guy like you who I don't, I know is liberal. I know you're liberal. I think everyone knows you're liberal. You're very open-minded. You're a very intelligent person. But to, to, to lambast you further left than you need to be. When you're
1: just regular left. Yeah. You're just regular. <laughs> just, it's look, just like I'm, I'm just a guy that wants, you know, it to be correct yeah. for people.
0: I want it to be fair for everyone. Yeah. Here, I said one day, and this is my politics, I want everyone to feel as awesome as I feel. Mm. I want every I feel really good. And if there's a kid who's uh identifying a f- female and and his transitioning i mean i'm not i'm not yeah. saying like like two years old or whatever but like right right if, if, a, if a kid in my daughter's grade yeah. wants to transition yeah. and change their pronouns and that will make them feel like i feel when i wake up yeah i'm all fucking for it
1: right yeah you know people change and people want to you know you, you what is freedom really and why does somebody have to dictate you know, what's horrible, what isn't, just because of some old idea of whether it's Christianity yes. or the, a sense of, you know, white ethnicity uh, in, in terms of, like, being the right thing. Like, what, what are the, the standards for these people that put themselves as, as a judge to everyone else to say, like, you know, whatever freedom means, it should mean that people can pursue the happiness that they want to pursue. And now there's a lot of people that are like, you know, fuck that, this is what it is get on board or you're part of the problem if i
0: think it's people that feel like you're they're taking you're taking stuff away from them
1: well yeah they might be mad about a lot of things but you know we're, uh, you don't have to go too far into a rabbit hole about it i just i but my basic fear let's go now, back to
0: let's go back to my the, basic the,
1: fear is uh, that authoritarianism can happen and it can happen here and you know i'm you started to feel the rumblings of it now of course the righties will be like oh here we go you know, yeah, like yeah. lefties are more fascist. I'm like, it's not really right, and it's a false equivalency. But you know, the way that he's running the country is clearly not about uniting the United States, right? It's it's
0: clearly not that. I think I think pretty much everyone can agree with right. it's not about bringing so people together. So, what to kind of a leader is
1: that? You <laughs> pretty much agree on what
0: that he's not trying to trying. He's not waking up going, "How do I get people closer?" <laughs> no, for fuck no. So, <laughs> but, but that, that's but that that that's, aside, that's the old way of how to how to how to run a, a proper like run a proper, not proper government. There was a guy I was friends with. I'll tell you his names later. And my wife said, he is a guy that what he does when he goes to a party is he grabs people and isolates them. And he takes their time, pulls them away from people. And then when they go to back, he grabs someone else and isolates them. He doesn't want people talking at the same times about him or to him or Ah. around him. And it was really fascinating that I was like, I don't know what relation you can draw from that, but. Interesting.
1: Well, yeah, like, well, he's needy. So
0: then let's get back let's get back to the, the point special? of no 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 wow. of of why what is it that what is it that makes certain listeners of yours that are bros because yeah. I'm I've been a listener since day 1. Yeah. Day 1 I've been a listener. Yeah. What makes it that they go they don't b- go out and buy a ticket actively buy a ticket? Because I think you are everyone has said this. You're one of the fucking greatest stand-ups we have when I say we, yeah. I mean the store. But the store is where the mecca of standups happening right yeah. now. You've been brilliant your entire career. All your books, your pop, everything yeah. you put out is of quality. Not just that, your fucking movies, Glow, the fucking Sword movie, sort of the trust, fu- yeah, sort of trust. Everything you do is of quality. You're in fucking Joker for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah. So like, where is it? Where is the disconnect? Do you believe? Oh, because I could say my connect is that I think maybe too broadly. I, bra- I branded myself as the guy who drinks. Yeah. Even though I could argue against it, I'm the guy who parties. Party guy, yeah. yeah. Party guy.
1: Well, I don't know. I, I don't know that. Uh, I think a lot of people don't necessarily associate me with stand up. You know, like, I don't know that, like, I have a huge podcast audience and it, it, that's what initially grew my audience. Yeah. I don't know how many people watch those specials. Really. I know that my last special was great. It yeah. the best I ever did. And this one coming out is pretty unique and just as good, if not better, you know, but I don't know that I also, because of the nature of how I do stand up, I don't know if I'm any, if I'm everyone's idea of a night out. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, you know, when you're, <laughs> Like, it's kind of a lot to deal with, man. You know, it's not. (laughs) I have a visual
0: of a couple walking at the show and her going, honey, do you want to get some merch? He's like, I just
1: want to go home. (laughs) I think it'd be flipped. Things aren't looking good. I want to fucking talk to you about what he said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I need to quit drinking. (laughs) <laughs> well, there you oh, go. That's the answer. Oh, that's the answer. I'm not,
0: <laughs> that might be the funniest thing I've ever heard. Ever.
1: I think that's the answer, though. I think that people are like, "You want to go see Mark Maron?" I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love him. He's funny, but it's a uh, lot. It's going to be a uh, lot.
0: Why? What is it? How do you see? How do you see the world then? Like, if that, if that, if you think that is because I watch when I watch you. The thing I love about you is you're unpredictable with what you're going to say or what your take's going to be. Right. I won't say exact jokes because I don't know what is and isn't in your special. I remember one night watching you in the belly room. All else, I, go ahead. And, and, and it doesn't and, matter. And, and we were, you were, and you, you were like, and by the way, we, we can take this out if you'd like us to. But you were up there. You sit on a stool. And you just very casually go, "It's a great vibe in this club, isn't it?" And everyone goes, "Yeah." And like. It's Stand us back, and you're like, Yeah, you go either that or the witch is almost dead. And and we, we, everyone in the back is crying, laughing. But your your candor, your candor's always been like just and that, and that's what you love about you love guys like you and Burr. I mean, I don't think Burr's,
1: Burr's stand up is the same vein as yours, it's like pretty serious, pretty he is. But I think like one thing that he gains too, like, uh, yeah, he's a little more uh uh easily aggravated and paranoid than i am but also he's got a family and i think like being able to speak honestly about having a wife and kids and yeah. stuff that's a big chunk of people
0: and i think it's also like like uh i remember tommy lee said uh i really i was talking to tommy lee doing Brittany furlong's podcast uh-huh. he was like oh, i really love bill burr's material and i was like really like a guy who's been going through actively going through anger management classes sees eyes eyed with burr right get the fuck out no way i didn't see that comment tommy well no (laughs) but yeah yeah Yeah. it makes total sense
1: yeah you know and i've dealt with like the you know him and i like i did jokes about my anger you know like specific like you know we all kind of who knows why anyone's going to become successful or what or or, or what you know it's we don't know you know who's going to become huge and and sometimes people you think should do. But all I know for me is that I have found a, a core group of people, but even this hour that I've been doing this two hour thing or hour and a half, like, you know, I started to feel towards the end of it. Like, I really realized like, this is heavy shit, you know? And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm riding the line and it's good. It's entertaining, you know, but I'm not I, I, like, like, the, like I got to a point where I'm like, what is my job? and and then i I started like haven't we been entertained enough i mean what the fuck am i supposed to do for you people i mean you're there's some fuck we're in trouble (laughs) yeah so so and i know that and i've got to get through it day to day and part of that is by making you laugh about it but it's heavy shit but this is what we're gonna do
0: yeah and i think i take the probably exact opposite approach of where i go i take and i go let's not look at that
1: Right, I can't yeah, do
0: that. Yeah, and and really. I think but I think that's why I like watching you or Burr
1: because you guys don't mind taking a look at it. Yeah, if you, it's tricky. You know, because like I can very easily, you know, tilt, you know, like um like you know it's a very fine line to do what I do, like to to manage the funny cuz I could easily tilt to like looking out in the audience and seeing people going like, "Oh, it's me sad. you know <laughs> like, oh, this is, you know <laughs> like the stuff I'm talking about, you know, usually when you talk about it, people like if I, if you're talking about like the end of the world yeah. or like you know uh you know global you know climate change, you know, or you know like like this one of these things where I just got a new joke about that recently that you know people will adapt to anything so whatever the truth is you know you you know there is truth yeah. you know, we're causing trouble but yeah. people like the reason why people believe anything is because they'll adapt my two years ago three years ago i was down in florida and that fucking water dude like I'm, my mother's in, in hollywood and i was staying on the beach that water's coming up to the a1a <laughs> at night it's like the, the street is underwater
0: oh they have to tap they have ships go out and uh, shovel sand back onto the beach because it's going yeah it's going. so
1: and i said to my mother i'm like what the fuck's with the water in the streets and she was like i don't know it's the pipes or something i'm like what she goes it's gone in the morning so like people will adapt to whatever it's called happens. tide, <laughs> you know so but but either way the the special is what it is i mean it's called end times fun <laughs> and it's about the end times and it's got an insane closer that is like you know Look, man, like I really like I really honored my heroes in this fucking special. So who are your, he- who are your guys? That's a Mark Maron question. Yeah. Well, I mean, like w- listening to the stuff, you know, there's definitely like uh, I can feel me sort of honoring Hicks. I can feel me, you know, sort of honoring Carlin, sort of honoring, uh, you know, prior to a degree, mm-hmm. like, you know, like engaging my emotions, but also like the last piece of the bit. The last bit is like this. It's almost like an opera. I mean, yeah. it's a big bit. It's crass. It, it it could possibly offend a lot of people. It's like a lot
0: of people. By the way, this is exactly how you sell a special these days. It possibly could offend a lot of, spe- I'm immediately, I go this, I got to find this. I got to find out where my line in the sand is drawn.
1: No, it definitely like, you know, I don't, I don't want to say who, but it's like a fairly two different groups could get very offended <laughs> or they could come together you know and i talk about you know all this stuff i talk about a little bit about politics a little bit about religion about you know drugs about you know love about uh about being woke about you know and about um prophecy and i did you know just the regular stuff yeah the regular (laughs)
0: stuff jesus christ so wait i
1: I do do talk a lot about jesus how do you go about and i know this
0: is kind of a pedestrian question Mm -hmm. something you'd ask someone someone that isn't in the business would ask you I, I ask you from my perspective of like, how do you, how do you see the seed of a bit? Like, how do you go when you got nothing, when you started this hour brand new, what was your first bit? And you you were like, I could jump off from there. Like, I don't,
1: like to me, like, and I think it's all sort of this ongoing conversation. Like my brain, I've changed a bit over time, but I seem to talk about some of the same things for years because it's just who I am. These are the things I talk so about. What
0: Stanhope said. Stanhope at one point said, "I've written all the jokes. I'm going to write. Yeah. Now I'm just rewriting jokes about the same subjects."
1: I don't know if, the, if if it's quite that because the conversation evolves, right? For that, the one I'm having mm-hmm. about death, about love, about relationships, about because you evolve, whatever. And you change, exactly. And you're, you you kind of, you know, like you know, if I start, like I've I've talked about, you know, I say like I, you know, I don't, you know, have a god because it wasn't put in me, you know, but. And for me to find God at my age, it's 56, you know, the, the wheels would really have to come off. And I, <laughs> and I don't know what, you, you know, so it's just an honesty to it. Yeah. I'm not against it. I'm not saying like, fuck God or there's yeah. no God, but yeah. like, yeah, I didn't get it. Someone didn't <laughs> plant it in there and I don't think it's going to happen. So, so like that evolves. And then like lately I've, I've been sort of like, uh, I feel better about a lot of things. I'm not as mad as I used to be. And, and uh, I accept a lot more than I used to. and, you know uh, there's a lot of things that used to upset me that don't and i don't really know if i'm i'm just you know getting older and wiser or i have the beginning of alzheimer's i don't know and but i think if i do have alzheimer's people are not appreciating that first few months as much as they should <laughs> Dude, you're i mean
0: just like i got nothing like that in this special of mine i got nothing i'm like
1: fucking talking about shitting in gender-neutral bathrooms <laughs> fucking that's the, important yeah, it's important yeah I mean, but just because i'm I, that's the difference that's the kind of fucking guy i am i'm a heady fucking dude i spend a lot of time up here you know thinking yeah. about shit you know and a lot of the stuff i'm thinking about people go like what the fuck is that where did that come from that's what i do that's the kind of person i am
0: are you the kind of person that sits down at a dinner party and people start a conversation with you and you pick up where you left off in your head, where you're like, oh, like, like it's it's already like you've been playing uh double dutch, and all of a sudden they're like, holy shit, I didn't know we we're going to talk <laughs> yeah. about all this right now.
1: I'm not quite, no, no, like, like I don't spend a lot of time with a lot of people like that I don't know real well, but I tend to listen more. I let people like over the years of doing the podcast, I really just sort of like I ask questions, I figure out where people are at, and then I and then I I, I go from there, you know. And if something gets exciting about what we're talking, they're talking about, then then we'll start but i don't like i used to be like a you know a like a kind of a pompous you know loud mouth about shit but i i don't do it anymore you your podcast is so do you ever do you ever think about like the sliding doors of had that not happened oh dude yeah i mean i don't think about no i don't think about what would have happened had it not happened but it wasn't good it you won't. know like i don't like it was just one of those things where i started doing a thing that and there wasn't very much of it out there and um and my cosmic timing was just right my skill set was on on your on the skill mark.
0: it was it was that it's it's the uh the the book that malcolm gladwell put out about uh nine thousand hours 10, no but hours. The ten thousand hours but you you were in radio for real doing Air a little America.
1: bit you know like it, i didn't like i wouldn't i I it was probably better off i wasn't a radio veteran
0: you weren't a radio veteran but you got the opportunity to learn
1: i did you know, and, and the the biggest thing I learned there was just that moment where I could take a, you know, I could man a mic myself. That was really the, the biggest moment was that I could speak freely on a mic without being too self-conscious. That I learned on Air America when I started talking about my cats on a political show because yeah. I just couldn't deal with the politics anymore. So I started talking about these fucking cats that I trapped and 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 I got so much email from it because there was a, an excitement about it and there was an engagement to it. So I realized, like, I I can do this. Like, I can connect this way. Like, not everybody who gets on these mics.
0: No, but no, but you could, you could. But but I right. would say I watched I watched the process of growth. Yeah. At those early interviews. Yeah, yeah. Those early interviews working shit out. Were so good in yeah. that that you were not, you were not handing anyone anything if anything you guys were going back and forth right. on everything I remember those interviews so vividly the one with Stanhope was like Janine Garofalo like those ones Patton yeah. like Louis, like all those ones were like ones where I'm just like sitting there going like this is not how it's supposed to be done like I, I remember being like this it's supposed to be friendlier <laughs> like <laughs> why is it so fun like just being like
1: I was ma- I was not happy it was so beautiful it was such a beautiful part of your
0: personality ah. and it's, and by the way when you started going to these uh, when i when when you started going to bigger names and bigger talents yeah. and and it was just like oh this is because you, in that process i feel like you became this a class interviewer where it was like all of a sudden like i remember like the silliest one was one of the zappas and oh, i was yeah. just fucking riveted yeah like riv- i've never cared about a zappa in my life
1: oh what the, recently with, uh, uh maybe i don't know with uh dweezil it was yeah. heavy right yeah yeah, yeah, was sad, yeah. right the, yeah. about about his brother and his mom taking the money and like, and then and then uh bob dylan's son oh jacob I was, that was heavy i was like I, like i i i had one
0: interaction with jacob dylan in my life i sat at a table with him and all i kept saying is like how much money do you make like i was
1: fucking i was it was, <laughs> it, was it was weird because like that was delicate that shit's delicate you know because like i know how am i gonna how, like there's tricks that I've learned over time. So how do you get around to it? Like you don't want to talk. He doesn't want to talk about his dad. And I don't know if that's because he's mad at him or what. But it turns out no, he's not mad at him. And he calls him when he's got a question about songwriting. And it's like he's it's my dad. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. So it took us three quarters of an hour. For you know, like you know what I mean? Like I got to dance around it. You know. Yeah. But it, like that happens. So like today, even with my Campbell, like he's got you know. It was heavy, dude. It was. You like, could you talk about Petty dying? Well, that was the weird thing. It's like sometimes with musicians, I don't know how far I can go, right? Or in terms of like, what am I really going to get here? How how long, you know? It, turned, it was a little under an hour, which is fine. But but like, I know he put out this new record with his new band, you know, uh, the Dirty Knobs, and it's okay, it's good, and yeah. a lot of it sounds like they would be good Tom Petty songs. But but right out of the gate, it was wild because you know he sat down, and I don't know anything about him, but I love the music. And I just said, like, you know, before we get going, man, I just want to say I'm, I'm sorry about the loss of your friend. And like, and he just was like, oh. and like, he's like, whoa, you know, I, you think you're over it and, and just give me a minute. It was like that, you know, and I was like, okay, now let him have it. And then we get on with it, you know, but yeah. so that, so yeah. So yeah, I was able to talk about that. I mean, what else is there to talk about with that? See, that's the weird thing about what I do. is like, yeah, what people is so? like, well, like you know, how, how did Petty die? It's like, I don't know. Do you think I'm going to ask that guy that? Yeah, what, what was he on? What was he doing? You yeah, know, it's, like, yeah it's, it's
0: almost like a digging apart a casserole. Why? But, 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 but it's like, why?
1: Like, there's the moment. This guy lost his friend, and, and, and I pay respect to that, and he felt it. Is, what do you care? Well, because, right? But, but what do you care, like, what, how that guy died? you know on some level yeah he made a lot of great music whatever he did he, he OD'd somehow you know yeah what are you gonna do
0: uh, yeah I don't know I I see I would just avoid having that person on my podcast because I would be like
1: I don't know what to talk to him no, about. no but like I had Ronan Farrow on and people were like well you're gonna Whoa. did you ask him about who his dad is I'm like no what are you stupid he's he's gonna give the same answer he gives all the time and I'm it's just gonna ruin the interview <laughs> tell me about your dad <laughs> You do you know, feel like your dad's ground zero for the Me Too movement? <laughs> well, no. I be, the Sinatra thing is what I'm talking about. Oh, is he? We is, talked about Is Woody. he Sinatra's kid? No, some people think that. Oh, for real? Yeah. People were like, you know, dude. And I, I kept looking at him, though. I wasn't going to ask the question, but I kept going. <laughs> and I don't think he is. Really? No. What's he What's he look like? I don't even know what he looks like. He's very handsome. But really? people, yeah, but people put him next to Sinatra. But see, it's like, he was like 70-something it's It's just not it doesn't matter it was a great it was a great interview that's crazy so what,
0: I want, let's talk about music real quick yeah you always seem to have your finger on the pulse of something really cool that know. i've never heard of that Do I? Then it, yeah every time you're like and then i was listening to this and then i go in and i'm like listening i can't remember exactly what it was but you talked about something one time on your podcast and then i hit it up and i was like oh yeah you listen to music like legit on a fucking turntable <laughs> yeah by yourself yeah and listen to it i do
1: i do do that
0: so so, do give me a couple sleeper songs that i'm like like where you're like oh you know like like perfect example um you don't know how it feels Uh is one of the on that that song can on such a a deep level yes where I, i i listen to it and i'm like so let's get Uh, to the point yeah let's roll right another joint turn the radio loud i'm too alone to be proud you You don't know know how it feels feels. what a fucking like i can listen to that on an airplane and just be like crying oh yeah yeah a lot of wilco songs will make me cry like anything about what anything that seems like parenthood or not being a there as a dad i'm like Mm. jesus christ but, like, what's something? Tell me some songs or some musicians that you've been into lately. Cause I always feel like that's like an important thing. A good takeaway from a podcast yeah. is when I go, I was like, I'm like, oh yeah, I can, like, that, oh, fuck yeah, I, that's something I can now add to my life or check out.
1: Oh, I was just looking at my phone of music actually, like right now. Oh man. I Here, you know,
0: I'll give you some time and I'll tell you what I just downloaded okay. recently. You ready? Yeah. Uh, Everything by Fish. Because I just did some shows. So, yeah, in people Barlington, want me to Vermont. get into
1: that. I've not done it.
0: Uh, post but, like, Alone?
1: i listen to, like, I've been listening to one Grateful Dead song a lot lately. What song? Uh, I'm a big Grateful Dead fan. Are you? A
0: big Grateful Dead.
1: Oh. I've been sort of hung And, you know, Dino's late to the dead, but he's into the dead. Uh, he's Gone is the one I've been listening to. Oh, Do you know the song He's Gone? I'm going
0: to see if I have it.
1: It's on the original, it's on live in 72. Europe 72 is the first time they played it.
0: Um, I don't have it. I don't have it. I'm getting it right now.
1: Dude. Oh, I love it. I don't know why that one. You know, I, I, I'm wired for the dead from way back.
0: Touch of gray was my intro to the dead. Well, that's nothing. Touch it. But that was the first thing that I saw it on TV. Mm. And I was like, okay, mid roll reads, mid roll reads. What are they? These are mid roll reads. If there's one thing humans aren't great at, it's predicting the future. Take a look around. No amount of crystal balls. Fortune cookies or tea leaves could predict the world we're living in right now. But unpredictability is also what keeps life interesting. I like the chaos of it sometimes too. The trick is to enjoy the ride without worrying what's around the next corner. One way to worry less right now is to get the right life insurance. That's where Policy Genius can help. Policy Genius makes finding the right life insurance a breeze in minutes you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find your best price. You can save $1500 or more a year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the red tape for free, and Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy. They can also help you find the right home insurance, auto insurance, and or disability insurance. So if you haven't found a play-by-play breakdown of your future inside a crystal ball or a fortune cookie, that's okay. Be prepared for anything with life insurance. In just a few minutes, you can find your best price and apply at policygenius.com. PolicyGenius. We'll always get the future wrong. Better get the life insurance right.
1: I would get it off of... Um, I don't ha- it's not even Florida. have it in... Huh? Uh, let
0: me see. They got it in Apple Music. Yep, he's gone live in Europe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. 72? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Oh, I'm getting
0: this whole fucking album oh it's great it's great yeah i've been really into fish lately Mm. um that was just because we were in burlington vermont something i someone told me something that i thought was really interesting and i'm stealing this from another comic yeah but they found out i was listening to a lot of fish and they go don't you love going into a city and listening to the band that's famous in that city and then learning about that city through the music of that band and i went never done that in my life right like i went to burlington and i was like i know fish is here i was a fan of fish do they
1: write about burlington a lot
0: uh no but it's interesting driving through their streets
1: so like you go to uh minneapolis you're like replacements prince prince Prince. oh who just said this to me
0: who i just they just said minneapolis
1: prince yeah uh we were it's so funny so funny i go with the replacements
0: (laughs) that's so funny so wait okay i'll name a city you say the band the the city from the band i know austin like what would you think austin
1: willie nelson
0: okay uh, perfect perfect yeah uh what about i like uh,
1: aljandro escovito too he's an austin guy really at uh, that first album he did that's like a weird like singer-songwriter dude used to be in rank and file back in the 80s but he's sort of a like you know he's to he's an austin guy but uh he he did an album called um wasn't
0: daniel what's his name from
1: austin Johnston. daniel johnson from Maybe. austin
0: I think he might be, yeah. I had a hard time celebrating his death because he tried to kill his father in an airplane. Really? Yeah, I don't know where I heard that. By the way, that might not be accurate at all. <laughs> Apparently, his father was a pilot, was flying him home from a gig, and Daniel Johnston tried to kill both of them. Daniel Johnston was autistic, right?
1: He had some problems. Alejandro Escovito, he definitely lives in Austin, and he did an album called, uh, I think it's called 11. Hold on, Gravity. Uh, the album "Gravity" uh, is pretty, pretty fucking beautiful. Good luck spelling Alejandro. A L E H A N D R O Escovido E S C O V E D O. There's a, there's um the last to know. This song is like it's so you'll love it. The very last to know
0: more miles than money that's the that's the name of my first 15 years
1: of touring right more miles than money i just oh yeah i'm me, buying man. him right now i'm yeah, buying Alejandro him right now escovito gravity is the record gravity gravity is the name of that album they're all great songs on there what do you think of taylor swift would you have her on i'd have her on i don't know anything about her oh i think she's fucking she's she's a really great the song band right. i'm trying to get
0: uh Who?
1: my brain around is the name
0: it, of that. gravity is the name of the album i'm yeah, buying it right now yeah I'm going to listen to this on the plane
1: tonight. The band I'm trying to get my brain around is Destroyer. Destroyer? Yeah. The guy, I guess he was part of the new Pornographers, the lead singer. Oh, my God. Hold on. I absolutely love that guy.
0: Yeah. Dan. I fucking love the new Pornographers. Dan,
1: what's his name? Uh, uh, Courtney
0: Love will punch your face in. That yeah. guy? I think I may D- Destroyer? Hold on one second.
1: Yeah. Dan Bejar. Yeah. So the name of the band's is Des- the Destroyers? Yeah, dis- no, just Destroyer. They've oh. got like ten records. Out. This guy was so
0: I. Uh, that's so funny. In a world of like, where you can go on YouTube
1: and say, "What happened to dot dot dot?" Is this the guy? When you hear a voice, yeah. big open. But there's <laughs> all these different sounds. He's got a new record out. But like, I never quite got it. And now I'm sort it's of called like, Have we met? The album.
0: Yep. The same guy. Yeah. So wait, what's the name of this album?
1: This one's called uh, "Street Hawk," a seduction. The new record is called "Have We Met?" But the records that like people told me to get started with are "Thief" and "A City of Daughters." Like, there's a lot there, but the first few albums are kind of lo-fi kind of thing.
0: What were the ones they said to get started
1: with? Thief. Thief. And I think uh, "City of Daughters." I think "City of called. Daughters."
0: I'm yeah. down. I'm buying it right now. Okay, because I love that guy. You know, that guy was like a big producer. So he would make a lot of music for other people. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The craziest thing is I got in... I love that song that they did. Yeah. And he was like, oh, he just whipped that together. That's what he did is he was more like a producer. So he when i think if i'm not mistaken he went on to produce a bunch of music mm. and i'm always like i love that guy's style i love that everything about him he, i think he lost his hair very young
1: really I think he went bald very young he's got a lot of hair this guy Well, maybe i'm thinking of the wrong fucking guy or maybe guy. he just shaved his head maybe a there's another up. new pr- new print and maybe there's another guy in this
0: there. night's the other one i'm buying both of those see this is what i love about a podcast is when you go
1: yeah the
0: jeff tweedy podcast you did was pretty interesting
1: yeah, because I'm not a huge Wilco guy. I do a lot better with guys who people love when I'm not that much in love with them. Why? Because I don't I I don't have the fanboy thing going. Like I can have a sort of a regular conversation with a guy that I might even resent a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like you listen to me with Keith Richards, it's ridiculous. With you and Brad Pitt Leo. That's stupid.
0: <laughs> I got nervous listening to that podcast. <laughs> When Brad Pitt said he was a fan of yours, I said in my car, "He knows who we are." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" Exactly. He watched the entire season of yeah. Blow. Shut the fuck, up. Marin. He's a Marin fan. Dude, what is that? We'll, we'll we'll get you out of here real soon. But what was that? What has that been like to go? to go your entire career uh uh uh, as a stand-up respected in the community all stand-ups i think up until recently when stand-ups definitely started to pop all stand-ups always felt we were struggling up everyone never felt like there were we cigar and i just said when we started there were like three theater acts it was seinfeld uh maybe brian Regan, and like larry the cable guy like those guys yeah now it seems like we're all getting opportunities to do you know those mid-sized theaters which maybe they weren't i don't even know what they were doing back in the day but Rock we've all shows. been we've all been struggling up in stand up the gig was acting you were you were one of the first guys to jump on to a big movie uh the one with the fucking Cameron Crowe movie almost famous yeah had almost, one line in there no but yeah but it's maybe it's because i listen to the podcast so yeah. much so anytime i hear lock the Gates," yeah, nothing I'm like, happened after that
1: but but then but then it just exploded and well, I think like, what what the, the beauty of it was is that, you know, thank God we could, you know, circumvent the fucking club system. I mean, I came up in it to a certain degree, you know, and like, you know, I was a middle and a headliner. I was looking down the barrel at being a B room headliner for the rest of my life. And like, I knew what that was, but I never really built a following on the road. And I never got asked back a lot because of what I do. And I couldn't do it any other way. And uh, but what happened was through podcasts and different styles of media and ways of getting an audience you know now we don't have to fight fu- the gatekeepers are us
0: dude i said in a meeting one time i said i just wanted to be clear i got myself in this room yeah like no one green let me to get in here yeah. i busted my ass with my podcast my social media with the, all this shit like it wasn't travel channel that got me here yeah and so it's interesting to say that this is the first time in our lives where before this it was Who got you into this room? Now it's we get ourselves into the room.
1: People want to be part of it because they've lost, they don't know how to do anything. And they need, you know, you have to have certain momentum on your own now yeah but like but the the being able to circumvent the clubs is like you know in some ways it's a fucking gift dude like i the fact that i don't even have to kiss any improv ass i won't fucking do an improv ever because they can go fuck themselves
0: i heard you say this one night out on the patio at the store and i was like (laughs) mark i think you can sell a lot of tickets in irvine and you're like fuck them
1: i won't I i do not sell tickets at improvs yeah or at irvine I I did and I don't need that embarrassment. Do you Mm -hmm. know like I have people? I have enough people, you know, in most cities to sell a thousand tickets. In some cities, two thousand to three thousand. All you need. Fine. That's all you need. So like I gotta go to fucking Brea and be embarrassed. Because I can't move for fucking 500 tickets in Brea and that for was, that fucking organization. And that was the flip. Was was that, do was, you hear that tone? Yeah. It's oh, old style. Yeah. By the way,
0: you're listening to a very successful man still having a problem with the improvs. One of the most successful comics in our industry. I do all right. <laughs> oh, shut the
1: fuck up. I don't
0: do I'm, I've been to your some, house.
1: It's <laughs> always somebody I'm comparing myself to.
0: I will have I have visuals. I have visual takeaways that I bring that just things that i'll never forget and one of them was you and your new in that new house I'm, i got to that house to do the podcast and i was like i'm at the wrong house they sent me the wrong address and i was like even if he did buy a new house this isn't his house there's no way and then i saw a cigar and like a fucking uh, a rock magazine on the thing a yeah. book and i went okay maybe it is mark's house and you came out and i i it's it was the it was the the slice of the new man you were eating avocado and you were like hey Bert, and you were so calm and i was like Oh shit! Who's my this guy? God, I was like, "Get me here!"
1: You were so excited. Dude. I was so fucking. That's oh. a nice old house I got,
0: uh, dude. I fucking love it. But, but that is true. You were one of the guys. My biggest fear, my team's, everyone in my team's biggest fear was that my fans were improv fans, and I wasn't going to get them to go to a theater. Your fans have been waiting for you at theaters. They,
1: they, they hate going to comedy clubs. Your, yeah, are One time I played the Mall of America, you know, mm-hmm. early on in the podcast. That's that place seats like a thousand. I pulled yeah. about 30 people and they were my fans. They're like, we never come here. Does anyone come here? I'm like, clearly not. We had to walk by a Lego store. <laughs> that dead old mall. <laughs> Out in the middle of fucking nowhere. What
0: club would you still
1: do that you still I still love? do clubs.
0: What clubs? What what are your favorite clubs? out there
1: i got no problem with clubs but the, outside the improvs mm-hmm. but like there was a time where our whole futures depended on these club owners decisions about us the whim of it, the
0: club owner where he says right. hey uh you're gonna hang out and party right and i was like definitely
1: right oh good yeah, yeah you're the was guy me. i had i, yeah, I remember or when we did open yeah. mics when i was doing like fucking open mics in boston the dude who ran that place making the list changing it up like that guy robin horton crimes against comedy that guy crimes against comedy (laughs) i'll be in boston this weekend (laughs) yeah he won't be there i think he's up in seattle being crazy um but uh i hate to throw anyone under the bus but danny goldberg can go fuck himself too from (laughs) air Air, from air america I just Let's wanna, get the list out. I just, I, yeah, I'm a very sober guy, but there's a few people I can't fucking let go of. No, I I like I do the comedy works in Denver. Yeah, I'll do great, uh, Wendy's amazing. I like the I like the um, where else have I gone? Oh, I'll go do Acme for Lewis anytime. But I'll and I'll do pre- comedy on State and Madison. I'll Lewis do,
0: would never have me in his club. He hated oh, me. Oh yeah, he yeah.
1: twelve years, dude. Twelve years he had kicked me out for partying with a fucking waitress. I think. 12 years i was out and then like one year i was up in montreal and he came back he apologized groveled
0: i wish he would apologize to me and just say hey man i was wrong about you that's what he did to me yeah that guy was he was actually they like he was actually a little outright rude to me because i was doing the jameson comedy store and he went back and talked to everyone in the room about how great they were and how he had them in the club and then looked at me and just walked out and i went wow yeah yeah but, uh, but i can i can understand i can understand guys with a highbrow sense of comedy looking at me
1: going like i don't get it dude my favorite comics to watch are guys like you to be honest with you oh thank you and you I, oh I mean, yeah I, I, was,
0: I took the compliment before you even gave it i was like
1: <laughs> i'll take it like no i i mean i like uh, i like dudes that do straight fucking comedy like that are all in physical like i'm always envious of dudes who do physical comedy who are good at it i'm
0: envious of I, i'm envious I wish I could be more physical on stage. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Because
0: I, I feel like I, when I started, I res, I respected guys like yourself, Mitch Hedberg, Dave Attell, mm. guys who were very cerebral and very intelligent guys. I was not that guy when I started. I was very physical, very like I don't. Let's not worry about writing jokes first. Let's re- worry about getting laughs. But your
1: whole body's funny. Yeah. You're like, but yeah. that, I mean, yeah. but that's a rare gift. Like I can watch Kevin James do an hour just because it's like, what the fuck is happening?
0: Yeah. He's, but I tried to I tried to distance myself from anything physical when I was younger. Yeah. And I think it handicapped me by trying to write jokes. And then now, even though I'm I would people say people think I'm a physical comic, there are parts that I'm embarrassed about doing on stage. Yeah. Because I, I didn't I didn't lean into it enough. Like say a chicken when, oh, when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. He was very yeah. fucking physical. Chicken? I would love, I would love if you could do a posthumous, posthumous, posthumous
1: podcast with chicken. About chicken. I don't remember I don't remember seeing that guy.
0: Can I say the other thing I would I would want you to do? What? I would want you to double up on old pot- on people you've already had in your podcast that are comics. Oh yeah, I would still love to hear like another one a with return. stand up,
1: another one with Dane, another one with I like I I, I think there's people that that that's worth considering because there's so many people that I interviewed before they got famous. Like yeah. they're like these Segura. are like time caps.
0: Segura, you're in Segura. Segura wasn't anyone then. Yeah, and and, it, and that was a fucking fascinating I would like to also see. I would love to hear a podcast with Laura Keitlinger.
1: Have I never done that?
0: Uh, I don't think so. I am. But the other thing that's frustrating about you is that I can't go back and find the old, old ones that are in your catalog. And I guess that's because of your RSS feed.
1: No, you got to get Stitcher Premium. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh. The entire back catalog is there. Oh, I know what I'll be doing on my flight tonight. It's all there on Stitcher Premium. We made a deal with the... Uh, um, that's the deal. The most recent 50 you can always get, but... All, the entire back catalogs at Stitcher. Really? How much is the? Premium? I don't know. Can't be that much. Yeah, we can figure it
0: out. Um. So what's what's the goal? Like you do you have? Do you have? Isn't it? To do stop? you have something? <laughs> <laughs> is,
1: is, don't we get to stop?
0: Is that the goal? I, don't, I, don't know. I just said that today. I was like, I was like, when when? Because I'm in the hard press that you're in. Yeah. Leading. I'm like a week out, a week out behind you. And I'm in the hard press just trying to
1: fucking just and I'm like, this is make some money sp-. on the hour before you drop the special?
0: Yeah. Make do as much as I can. Mm. And then and then my tour goes on and I, I write new material. It's like I'm in the hard press. And I go, when does this end? Yeah. And I and I my wife's like, ne- never I think. I think you're doing this forever until you die. Oof. And I was like, fuck. But do you want to make your own movie? Do, do you want to direct Linger. a
1: movie? I did Kite
0: You did? Yeah. Episode one sixty six yeah we should get back to that what wow. do you what episode are you on right now a thousand
1: i don't know hold on
0: would you have trump on if you wanted to come on yeah
1: 1100 i'm on trump Oh no, 1100
0: it's been a thousand huh um you're a thousand i'll be i no, i said it's been a thousand since laura keitlinger yeah. i would love to listen I, I would love i'm gonna go find that one I'm, i have a subtle obsession with laura keitlinger
1: yeah no she's great i started with her yeah kind of
0: so would you like to direct a movie would you like to star in your own movie I'm gonna, Meaning... I'm
1: gonna write a movie with lynn we've been working on a movie with lynn shelton the woman who directed my last two specials and directed sort of trust and who i'm uh seeing at, currently is my oh, girlfriend congratulations so we've been writing this movie for years and it's almost done we're probably going to make that movie and um i don't know man you know i got one more season of glow that we're going to shoot Congrats. starting in a week or so what and is I'm, that how many seasons is that four it's the fourth and final which i heard you say that the other day and i'm i'm sort of open to see like i feel like i you know like there i i would like to do something where like i don't have to be you know i i i in order for me to make money i've got to be there then there's plenty of people that (laughs) that make money and they don't have to be there yeah well i'd I'd like to figure that one out i wouldn't mind not
0: being there (laughs) I would love, I love your statements. I love your statements. I said one time, I won't say the person's name because they're a really good friend of mine. But I said one time, this person had blown up and was blowing up. Yeah. And I said to you, Mark, I, this person didn't know who I was. And you went, Well, did you know who they were a month ago? And I said, Well, no. And you go, Sometimes a river floats both ways, doesn't it? I said that. <laughs> yeah. And I went, "The oh, fuck, Mark. I just wanted you to tell me he was an asshole. <laughs> i want to make money when i'm not there also that's my goal that's might. that might be my new mantra i want to make money when i'm not there well, yeah, that's people, fucking
1: brilliant those people the people that know how to do that that's what's their goal was to make money you know like yeah it's, it's weird like you know because we you know starting podcast networks and you know selling them you know what i mean like i don't know man like i i I, it's all very immediate to me like obviously we make some money from sound exchange and that kind of shit we sell yeah. some merch or whatever yeah but there are dudes that produce a thing get yeah, my name's on it there you go go make some money with my name i wouldn't mind that right just a little i wouldn't mind that at all. all. Right. well let's figure it out let me go hey i'm gonna go uh, i got it i think something's smoking in my traeger
0: oh shit <laughs> thank you for doing this mark i appreciate it congrats on the special
1: thank you so much it's march 10th it drops yours is
0: 17th week after exciting hey can i tell you i'll, I'll tell you off air can
1: i tell you one thing that we shot it here like it's got a whole different look to it very intimate really where did you shoot it i shot it at like the red uh, cat theater downtown la really it's like a black box theater that we you know so it's got that kind of almost like theatrical vibe Nice. you know like uh kind of spaulding grayish kind of trip how many people in the audience Couple hundred
0: oh i like that already yeah.
1: i like that a lot yeah what's the name of it my special yeah end times fun fuck yeah well congratulations thanks buddy. Right. thanks for having me this episode